Joshua 1, amen, Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, if you have your Bibles, amen, if you'd like to turn with the first chapter of Joshua, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 3, amen, I'm going to give you just a couple seconds, and some of you got your electronic devices, that's amazing, that's so different, hallelujah, I'm going to ask you to do something when we get done reading our scripture, because we're tempted to just keep on reading, I understand, we'll get you on a subject, but I'm going to ask you to get ready. I'm not trying to, you know, be a Lord over you. I'm just one of you. Amen. But I'm asking when I get done reading to close your Bibles and put down your electronic devices and look right here at this long nose with a hump in the middle of it. I might get offended if I see you studying while I'm trying to preach. clear the air just a little bit. Joshua 1, y'all with me? Amen. Verse number one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, verse number two, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Let that little one little word, arise, highlighted in your brain right there. Amen. Therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, isn't it amazing how it's always something between us and where God seems to be calling us and leading us? Always some kind of obstacle. Always something in the way. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore rise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Verse three, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. Hallelujah. Now close your Bibles or whatever kind of book you got. Hallelujah. And let's clap our hands to the Lord and give him thanks. Hallelujah. Glory Jesus. Amen. You know, some of y'all, is funny, some of y'all love it when I take authority just like that. And some of y'all get all on the, ooh, cult. No, no, no. Hallelujah. Y'all look good today. Amen. I just think we're going to preach this little while and I realize what time it is. And I'm standing between you and lunch. And so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep that in mind. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you all, brethren, for being up here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Moses had died in the land of Moab without ever actually going into the, you know, amazing, God called him to lead the people into the promised land and he didn't get to go. Took him up on Nebo and up in there and said, look out there, that's what you was gonna get. But because you disobeyed, hallelujah, amen. Now there had been a smiting of the rock at one point and, and that was the will of the Lord. But somehow in, in Moses, you know, Moses, he, he had a temper. And I, you can't blame him. You know, he was, he was trying to lead a bunch of murmurs and complainers and fearful people. And, and so, but anyway, God said, speak to the rock. They needed water. And in a fit of rage, he took the staff and smote the rock. This would fit right in to some of the subject we've been dealing with, whether it's baptism, whether it's the Godhead. Here's what the enemy will do, folks. Here's what he'll do to you. Everybody say me. Here's what he does for me. The enemy will either tell you that it's a cult to put fear in you 
and just false doctrine and just the, the, the end. It never, or here's what else he will do. Here, it's a trick of the enemy. If you've got all this Bible and stuff like we do for a lot of these things that we do and a lot of folks don't do because we feel like if it's in there, it's not just there to take up space, all right? Like I said a while ago, God just doesn't just use idle words. Here's what else they'll do. If they can't convince you that it's, you know, that it's of the devil and, and, and false doctrine, you got too much scripture, here's what else they will do. Listen to me closely. They will just simply discount its value. Oh, oh yeah, well, that, we don't have to do that anymore. What, what, would you give me a scripture on that, ma'am, sir? No, they can't. It's just somehow they just reach out in the air in that tra- book of tradition that they've got. This is the way we've always, anybody, anybody hearing me here? Amen, listen, listen, God is trying to shape us, get us ready to ship out of here, amen. And you know what we always preach? A part of a truth is not really truth. It's not the whole truth and nothing, but there's a, this is where, this is what, you know, we're, trying to get people enlightened in right here. And so just hop on for the ride right here, all right? So Moses just disobeyed God. Well, that's fun to be. Well, I'm gonna tell you it was a big enough deal that God said, you're not going into the promised land. What I'm, my point simply is that everything matters. Oh, come on, God, you gotta just give him a little slack. After all, you're merciful God, you're God. Yep, he's all of that. But he's also a God of truth. Hallelujah. We refuse to see that side. Amen. So he didn't get to go in because he just simply disobeyed God's command. The group of spies that Moses had directed to go into the, to spy out the good land were overcome with, here it is again, it just continues, overcome with fear. Fear will always have a negative effect on the progress Amen, on our progress, amen, in God's kingdom. Always will. You cannot go around being scared and fearful, all right? Amen, fear will always obstruct. It will eventually terminate our faith. It will win out if you don't get rid of it. But you can walk down this, you don't even have to walk down the aisle. You can just lift your hands to the Lord. You can tell God that you can't take any more of this. Amen, I'm ready for my deliverance and God will move to your defense immediately. Somebody said there's pressures today. There are pressures. I understand that. Listen, I said it last week. I think, listen, our country, I don't know if you've noticed this or not. Listen, we've been headed in the wrong direction for quite a while. When we talk about when we talk about spiritual things and we talk about, you know, issues, you know, that 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 affect us every day. I already said it. We don't know where to send our kids to the bathroom in a public place. Because it's already come all the way from the White House that you're going to suffer from this if you don't just, if you discriminate against people who don't know who they are or what they are. But we give them the authority to choose which bathroom they want to go in. It's, I mean, just, it's just one thing after another. It's every day. It's monotonous with tearing down everything we possibly you know, could believe in and stand on. And so get ready, folks. If God doesn't, ta- you know, if God doesn't come soon, we're in for a, we're in for a rude, rude awakening. But you know what's going to happen as a result of that? Amen. I believe a revival is going to break out. <laughs> folks won't settle for some traditional sermon. Some nice little sweet little service where everybody, no, nobody really, no, 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 no. 
problems and trouble. Amen. It'll bring things on, amen, that normally wouldn't happen. Amen. But these spies allowed, you know, what they saw with the natural eye to quell the promises of God. Hallelujah. You get to looking around. I understand some of our services, people are like, oh my goodness, look at all, what in the world? And it, it does put a little fear. But then you go back to the word of the Lord and you see this is just exactly what happened. The Bible said in the book of Acts, there was a time when they prayed, the Bible said, until the place was shaken. I'm praying for that kind of a Holy Ghost revival to break loose in our services today. (laughs) Chad mentioned football. Now, the last time uh, I was at, y'all took me, on my birthday, took me down to the Oriole Park. And it is amazing. I mean, it, it's amazing. If I didn't have the Holy Ghost and know the truth of God, I'm always, I've always felt a little out of place in those places. But somebody, we were praying, playing the New York Yanks and, 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 you know, I thought, well, it's a good time to go. It's just beautiful and, and uh, it's baseball. And, and we were just getting there and somebody had already hit a home run or hit, and the sound of that, Brother Ruck, it was just, it was, you know, the, the, they talk about in the Bible in heaven when the saints begin to pray and shout, it's the sound of many waters. I thought they're doing that for a piece of leather, a little ball wrapped in pigskin or something, you know, that somebody hit with a stick or a bat. I mean, it was like, I, I, couldn't, I can't make that sound. And we're, we're on our way in, just getting into, and we're like, wow, listen at the sound of that. People get caught up in that. People get drunk. People get in fights. Amen. All kinds of things go on. Amen. And that's okay. That's normal. Have you watched anybody dance lately? The world, I'm talking about in the world, not in the spirit. <laughs> look, look at them moves. I'm like, I mean, it's hilarious, y'all. I mean, they get all sideways. <laughs> you know, they all over the place. I'm like, uh, but you know what? People in the world are like, oh, that, oh, that's a good dance. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But you let somebody do this in church. And they think that's so ridiculous. And that's, no, 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 no. No, it's our little brain. It's a set of glasses that we're looking through that causes us to feel like we do about this or that. Get filled up with God. (coughs) Can you imagine 120 being filled with the Holy Ghost the first time it was ever poured out in Acts chapter two? Then 3,000 souls were added to the church. Then 5,000 were added to the church. It was estimated that the early church had 80,000 members. Hey, the apostle, it went from one extreme to the other. The apostle Paul was preaching, and he preached one night. He was in the upper level, and a guy sitting in the window fell out and killed himself. He pre- the guy went to sleep while the Paul was preaching. I don't feel so bad now. Amen. <laughs> Went to sleep, fell out. You know what they did? They went outside, prayed for the guy and raised him back up, amen, and went on and had church. You talk, about, you talk about things happening and going on, amen, in the early church. 
and then we look around and look down our nose and inspect this and compare it with something, amen. But I like to compare it with the, with the church that was born in the book of Acts. They rebaptized people, you know. You know, this political correctness is another thing that's killing us. Y'all already said, you know, I don't, I don't want to hear people cursing and swearing, and I don't like to hear bad talk and dirty talk, and I just don't hear any of that. But you know what? I'd rather have that than political correctness. I'd like to find out who's against me and who's for me, who's for the church, who's for this. You know what? Because political correctness has squelched people. People are afraid to say anything. Oh, we can't say that. That's not politically correct. So you don't know where people stand. It's made a bunch of hypocrites out of us. It's prejudiced people everywhere, folks, but you don't know it. Because they're not allowed to say anything. I'm not, and I'm not saying, and I came from Mississippi. I started the school in the first grade. You know, I know what prejudice looks like. And it was not good, and it's still not good. But we just made hypocrites out of folks. If they can go ahead and say the N-word, and I'm not for that. Amen, that's just like one of the ugliest things that you can say to people of color. Amen. But at least you know who they are and what they are, and then you know how to deal with it. You have politically correct folks right beside you that don't like you. And you don't even know it. The government's trying to help us, but they're not helping much. Just leave us alone. We'll work this out. Amen. I love my brothers, no matter what color they are. All flavors. Amen. God's bringing in a church, every creed, every every nationality. Let me tell you what makes it, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is what makes the difference. It's not some kind of rule or some kind of law that they enforce. It's the spirit, it's the inside of a person that changes that person, amen. Hallelujah, somebody needs to shout hallelujah. I'm ready to have revival around here, amen. But those spies got to looking around. This was the promised land. This is, look what it's called. Think about it a moment. It's the prom, it was promised to you, not just by anybody, but by God Almighty. But they got to, in spite of that, they got to looking around and seeing the giants and the cities were walled. And, uh, you know, uh, guess what it did? You know the story. Amen. But the, the, listen, Joshua was now the leader. The very first, listen to this, the very first command that God gave to this new leader was, you got it, arise. You're not gonna get from here to there. It'll take a while if you're crawling or sitting. Amen. Very first command. Verse two, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all of this people, unto this land that I do give to them. The first order of business was first get up. Arise, hallelujah. I believe this is what God is saying to the church in this hour. Hallelujah. I am not gonna complain. You know, amen, that's one of the, you know, they did all kind of things. The, the, the law that God gave Moses on the mountain and with the lightning and the earthquake and all of this, wrote it in, in, in stone with his own finger. Do you know the truth of the matter is? Every one of those 10 commandments was broken by Israel before they ever left the base of the mountain. That proves right there that we needed grace. Amen. They were under law right then. Amen. 
And they needed grace because they, they couldn't do it. Hallelujah. But he spoke to them and, and they still couldn't live or maybe they wouldn't live for God. Amen. But what, they, what we have to do, amen. I, I believe God's saying to the church, amen, we gotta get from here to there. I'm promising you certain things, and in fact, quite a few things. I'm, I'm promising you that you can have peace and you can, in your in your home. Listen, peace is not. <coughs> you don't get peace because everything works out right. See, peace is different from you, we think we get all everything. We get all the bills paid. We get money in the bank. We get a you get a, a, a nod from our doctor that you know your cholesterol is good and your high blood pressure and all, all of that's good and, and you know you, we think that's what that, no no that's not it at all. Peace from God is deeper than all of that. You can be in a hospital bed. You can be in bankruptcy. You can have everything in the world going wrong with you, and you can. This is what we're talking about. Is you got to get this. You can have the peace of God living inside of you and your neighbors will notice it and your friends will see it. Listen, any, anybody can be happy when everybody agrees with you and loves you and you got money in the bank. Anybody can, can, you know, can have fun and enjoy life. No, listen, what God's talking about is a peace, amen, that goes beyond our human understanding. But we can get a glimpse of it today if we let ourselves. Things are not going, listen, you still have the peace of God. You know, I've seen the greatest shouters, the people who shout and dance and run the aisles, and you get to talking to those people, they've got more trouble than anybody else. What in the world are you saying? Because God is good. Because God loves me. Hallelujah. He's my friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's my ever-present help in time of trouble. That's why I'm shouting. Listen, my time will come. Don't have, you don't have to worry about it. That's what we're talking about here. Listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not being critical to anybody. I'm just trying to point out some things. You turn your favorite TV preacher on. You just watch this. Just, just think, think about it. And I'm not trying to put fear because I know that God can speak through anybody. If you get some inspiration of that, that's all good. But if they just constantly telling you about prosperity and how wonderful life is and everything's good and everything's wonderful, you know, you could probably turn Dr. Phil on and get the same thing. I'm just not trying to be a self-help person. That, by the way, that will help. You know, we do need some self-help. I'm not against that. But, but if we put that before God's will and God's truth, then that's where we mess up. We seek first. We seek his kingdom first. What's, what is the kingdom of God? Paul explained that. It's not meat and drink. In other words, it's not human, carnal things, fleshly things. Not meat and drink, but it's peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When you get repented and you get baptized in water in his name, just like the Bible said, and God fills you up with his spirit, his presence, it's called, and I do like to call it Holy Ghost. <coughs> when you get that, God will put a strength and a peace Hallelujah. I like, well, I like to preach about what Paul, when Paul was smitten down. I'm, I'm still praying for that kind of thing to happen. You know, you know we, we, we're so afraid we're going to offend somebody that we got to be careful. I had a brother-in-law just like that one time. He had it all figured out how God was going to fill him with the Holy Ghost. How he wanted it. And, now, he didn't say that, but that's what I was my reading. Oh, you know, oh no, we got to, 
and he knew every offense that could happen to a person. Everything from bad breath when somebody's praying for him. Everybody from, uh, everything from somebody touching him and messing his hair up and messing his tie. Listen, you get in a Pentecostal service where people are hungry for a move of God, anything can happen. Amen. So he was just a little touchy about all that. But let me tell you what the difference is. When a person gets hungry for God, Oh, I'm so hungry. I'm, and here's, what, here's the key to that. Here's the key to that, folks. You have to fall out of love with this world. Didn't the Bible say, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world? He that loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. When you get sick of this, when you learn what this world can do and will do to you, you real, when you realize it's not your real friend, you play around with fire, you'll get burned. So don't buddy up with the world and love the world, amen. When you finally see what the world really is, amen, you get sick of it, see what it's done to your family. Hey, listen, I got a whole list of family members, amen, that the way played around with the world. Oh, you don't have to do all of that and, and found them in a trap, amen. You, you, need to, you need to deny the world. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I have to deal with certain things in the world, amen, but I'm in the church, hallelujah. Hey, this is my home right here, in the church. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through this place. Now, that will help you when you start to turn to Jesus, amen, when you realize the world's not your friend. Otherwise, oh, we can just go back to the world. We got a lot of friends and a lot of buddies. They have open arms. Sure they do, but the world's going to hell, and I'm not going there. I'm going a different direction. And so I gotta get out of that place. So when you realize what that is and you come to God, you don't care what kind of bad breath. They can smell like jalapeno peppers and it don't matter. They can rub you back and mess your hair up. and You know why? Because you're beyond, you're, you're beyond that. That's just stuff. Amen. But I've had to explain... Brother Green, to people who got offended about people touching them and rubbing them, we had people get massaged. Oh yeah, little oh left, go to the left. Uh, oh Jesus, how get offended by? <laughs> and I, I found myself, you know what? You know, I understand. You know, people are a little, you know, they they get a little carried away, but but they really, really are concerned about you, and they're really zealous about praying you through to what you need from God. And, and so I've done that many, many times. Go to bat for the people. We, we could learn, amen. I'm a Gordon Mallory. He hurt my neck a few times when he lay. In Jesus' name. I knew I had been prayed for. My neck hurt and the whole deal. And people get, but, but you know, I, I still love Gordon Mallory. He just, he just into what he was doing. And uh, hope it wasn't. Don't get he don't get an old lady like that or something that's all creaky. And, but, but 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 we're human, hallelujah. And you can get what you need, amen. You can get what you can't get in the world, and you get it at the church, and it will change your life. It will change what you see and what you don't see. These spies got to seeing and looking and it stopped their faith. Amen. But but God said to Joshua, I want you to arise, stand up. I want you to be whole and then we can get somewhere. We, the, the, the promised land's over there, but to get over there, you got to rise. You got to get rid of some things, cast off some things. And again, amen. God is saying that. 
amen, uh, to the church today. Awake, cast off the cloak of mediocrity. And that's another little trick there. Oh, you don't have to do all of that, really? <coughs> I want to do it. <laughs> oh, you don't have to do all You don't have to be baptized. You don't have to do this. You don't have to dress holy. You don't have to act right. Well, who are we representing? When we become a Christian, who do we want to represent? The world and the devil are God. That's why we change the course of our lives. We, you know, we're going in a different direction now. I want to be godly. I want to be holy. I want to come out and be separate. I don't want to promote the things of the world. Hallelujah. We just got to get rid of this average. Did you ever notice in scripture, and I, don't, I know I'm not going to get through this. I'm almost, my time's almost up. I got plenty of other stuff to preach. I could do it another time. The, the command, when the angels talk to men in the Bible, I just, just got a few scriptures. Maybe I'll get through that and then I'll just, we'll just do something else. The command is always get up or arise. Peter was in jail. Remember Herod threw him in jail for preaching this truth. It was different from what they were you know, preaching. And here Peter, the man with the keys, was preaching. He was thrown in jail. And the Bible said in Acts 12 and 7, and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. He was in jail now. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side, the angel now. Amen. And said, said, rise and, and raised him up, saying, arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. You know, there's that, there it is, you know, rise up. He, you know, I think Peter was pretty relaxed in there. He's laying down, I'm in jail. Hey, I'm finally getting a little rest here. Hallelujah. But the angel, the light shone in the prison. Oh, hallelujah. All kind of things happen when the angel of the Lord gets here. We see things we didn't know. Let me tell you, there's dark corners and crevices that no light ever, but when God comes in, all kind of things start being revealed. Why? Because there's light. And he said, get yourself up from there. Hallelujah. And the shackles and the chains fell off of him. Amen. Hallelujah. Judges 7 and 9. Look at this. And the Lord said unto Gideon, you know, Gideon was scared to death. Amen. The enemy had taken over. They didn't have any weapons or anything. And they was hiding behind the wine press. That's how they had to do <coughs> the threshing floor. They had, to, they had to thresh their wheat in secret because the enemy would come. Read about it in the book of Judges. And the enemy would come and he would steal their profits and, and, and steal the things that they had, the crops they had. You know what? Let me tell you something. That's exactly what the enemy's doing today. Right. We're scared to death. We don't want to stir up the enemy. Before we get done, if God doesn't come back, they're going to walk in here and probably put handcuffs on me and probably a lot of you. And what you going to do then? We better stand for something, folks. And I'm not trying to pick a fight with the government or anybody else, but, but, but we have an obligation to preach the truth. And so, and when you do that, it will separate you from everybody else. I promise you that. Amen. Amen. But here, here Gideon was, the Lord said to Gideon, arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it unto thine hand. But, but, but first, Gideon, you have to get up. Now, we, our mind maybe can just do a list of things that I won't even mention here that we need to take care of. What are you doing? I'm a, when you come down to this altar, and I help some of y'all come down today. Come on down. What are you doing? Well, I'm arising. I'm getting up. 
Not that you can't get anything back there, but I'm, I'm going somewhere with God. I've told about it many, many times. As a teenager, trying to live for God, not doing too good of a job, felt the call of God on my life. I had really, really good friends, good buddies that I loved and they loved me. But I realized along the way, Brother Johnson, that they wasn't going to the same place I was going in. I realized I had to part company with good people or people that I really cared for. And some of us, we might have people hanging around us. What are you talking about? I'm talking about arising. I'm talking about getting up. You, you, you set your direction. This is where I'm going. I don't know where you're going, but this is where I'm going. And that's how you get somewhere with God. And that's what the angel kept saying. Amen. Watch this, 1 Kings 19 and 7. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna close with this. Let's all stand together. We need some, some, some music up here. I, I want, in fact, I want us to act on this today if we can. You know, we can talk about it and we can walk out of here, but, but I know we've been all over and all through the altar, but there may be somebody here, amen, that the spirit of the Lord through his word may have touched and said, you know what, this is a way you're gonna get up. Oh, it, what it basically means, it, God said, I have all power in heaven and earth. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my, listen, I can take care of it all, but I'm gonna require some little something out of you before I move and before I work in your behalf. The crippled man that Jesus found, by the, listen, arise, take up your bed and walk. Well, you know what? God didn't have to do, you know, God, he was, he's, Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. He was, the, he was God become visible. You think he didn't have enough power to just point one little finger or he didn't even have to do that, just look at the guy and every disease, every sickness could have been corrected. But he required something of the guy. What do I, get up. I'm crippled. Let's just get up anyway. I got problems. I got situations in my life. You know, I told somebody today, that's one of those common things, Brother Green, I tell people all the time, listen, we're not perfect, never will be as long as we're in this earth. Amen. But let me just tell you what you do. Amen. When you fall down, get back up. When you mess up, repent. You cross up somebody, ask them to forgive you. Hallelujah. Here's how you do that. You keep enough strength, and the only way you can do that is in his body. It's called a church. I preach about it all the time. Like, it's independent. There's an independence in our country today. I do my own deal, do my own thing. Nobody's my boss. If we're the body of Christ, and we are according to the scripture, Paul talked about it. You cut one of your members off and just lay it over there and let it be independent. You know, I really like this right hand. I'm feeling a little more arthritis in it. And, you know, I'm not as strong in my arm as I used to be. But, but, but it's still pretty good. I'm glad I got it. But, but, but if my hand decides I don't want to do all that, I'm just going to just, just, I'll just separate from the body and just put me over here somewhere. See how good that goes. See how long that lasts. It's a type, folks. And you separate, guess what? You'll shrivel up and die. You got to get in the body. This is where you get strength. This is where you get guidance. This is where the help from God. Well, the moving of the Spirit like today in here, listen, you can't see it. <coughs> I can't tell you how valuable and how important it is just to bask in his presence. 
Oh, God, I love you. I thank you. Amen. Just untold healings and blessings, inner people being renewed and, and you seeing things. You, you think you thought of these things? No, God touched you and blessed you. You get that in the house of God where two or three people gather together. That's where it comes from. And to think that you can just, let me just throw this in. You get all tied up with everybody else out there. Even other churches. Listen, we got good church in this district. I've talked to some of you about it. We got good Jesus name, preach the same thing we do. But listen, God called you here. And you can mess around with people who do preach the truth. And you can be so unfulfilled. You can't get God's work done by being on the highway all the time. I love Bishop Wright's church. Awesome, powerful. I mean, I preached there a few times over the years and it looks like camp meeting. I was getting done preaching, Sister Jan, and people were still coming in. Like, My goodness, it looks like camp meeting here. But God called me here. They got plenty of people down there to do work and outreach. Listen, I, listen. I, I'm one of the. I sit on the district board of Maryland. I'm, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be. They may vote me out, or I may just quit. I don't know. I've just got stuff to do. You know, wonderful people. Amen. So, so I, I, I'm never gonna say negative things about our district. But we got we got youth stuff going on. We got hyphen stuff going on. We got Sunday school stuff going on. We've got uh, we've got Bible quizzing going. On, you know, we got rallies. And let me tell you what. I definitely want us to be a part of whatever we can. But let me tell you something. If we got stuff going on at this church, now if you're not a member here, just go on and, and just drive the highways and just witness to everybody. But if you want to be productive, this is, you, you just, like we used to do it. Just put your feet right down, right here. And say, God, this is where I am. I'm gonna reach out as far as I can. And you expect God to start. Listen, I'm praying for Brother Libby to have great revival. I'm praying for the Wrights and the Statons and the Lawsons and the Mango. I'm praying for every one of them. But guess what? When we, have, we open the doors here and we have any kind of programs, listen, some of y'all won't be able to come to things here and do things right here to help and bless in this community because you may be over yonder somewhere helping somebody else. Well, we'll go on over there where they are and just stay there and help them or get right here if God did call you here, I'm being the bishop right now, y'all. Here's how you do this. You get a hold of God right here. And then you reach as far out in the world and anywhere you are. I'm gonna pull you in here. Amen, but I'm gonna hold on to this. Hallelujah. Because this is where my pastor is, my bishop, my elders. This represents them right here. I'm not letting go of them. Because let me tell you what, you'll get some advice out there to do different from that. Because God's with you. No, 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 you get cut off from the body, you'll shrivel up and you don't even know you did until it's too late. I'm looking for revival. Hallelujah. I'm looking for a break. Well, listen, we have revival here. Guess what? Re the inflow of people has just happened. It just, it just come. Hallelujah. Amen. But the first thing you have to do, Joshua, is arise. Then we can get on the other side to the promised land. Don't worry about the giants. I'm gonna go ahead of you. I'm gonna take care of them. Don't worry about the cities that are walled. I'll take care of that. 
But you got to have the, the right kind of base, the right kind of foundation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I wish I had a, a story to tell. Amen. To make you real sad or happy. Or, I don't know. Just got just, just to gotta close. Oh, bring all your needs to, to the altar. Bring all your needs to the Lord. He is so willing and able to help you bring all your needs. Come on, y'all, let's rise. Come on, coming to this altar. That's rising up. That's getting up. Your needs to the altar. Bring all your needs to the Lord. Oh, He is so willing and able to help you bring all your needs. Come on, y'all, don't be separate. Don't separate yourself from the church. You're not better than the church. Amen, you're part of this body. Amen, come on, join yourself. Hallelujah, be a part of it. Let it be known. Amen, I'm a part of God's church, God's kingdom, God's body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is so willing and able to help you bring all your needs. Oh, hallelujah, that's beautiful. Come on, sing it with us. Come on, accept it, believe it. Bring all your needs to the altar. Bring all your needs to the Lord. He is so willing and able to help you bring all your needs to the Lord. It seems to me like, it seems to me like that there are people, uh, again, please, please forgive me if I've come across as being you know, pretty heavy and sharp. I'm not doing this, but but I've learned, Sister Debbie, that there are people who don't want to get rid of their trouble. They they don't want to get rid of the worry and the fear because it gets them a lot of attention. It, it, it's, folks, it's so dependent. And, and, and again, I'm glad we have a family counselor here and she's open to help you if she possibly can. And give, she gives great advice, Bible-based advice, and she sticks with me. You know, you, you, we got to work together. But, but she's, she could tell you this, and I certainly could tell you over the years, that there's folks that you just, they're just dependent. And they've always been dependent. And they don't want to be undependent. They don't want to. They don't want to just. You got. They got to have counseling over and over and over, and they have to be encouraged again and again and again. My point simply is this: I'd, I'd like for us to get sick of that fear. Oh, I don't want to. I, will, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, no. That's what you need. You need to get sick of this world. Get sick of that burden. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And run to an altar. This is my, this is where my help is. Hallelujah. This is where my deliverance is right here. Amen. You can help me and advise me along the way, but guess what? Amen. <coughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be right in. Listen, I'm just not a fringe person. If I'm going to do something, Brother Jerry, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Let's get right in the big middle of this thing. This is where you get the real blessing. It's right in the middle. I'm feeling it right now. Somebody, somebody's about to be delivered. Somebody's about to be, see, you're going to have a, listen, somebody's going to sleep better tonight. You can't remember when you rested and slept so well tonight. Why? Because you're leaving some stuff right here. He said, casting all your cares. Jesus name I'm just accepting it right now amen you can keep carrying that if you want to you can be fearful if you want it's up to you it's your choice amen you can be scared of me if you want to amen but I'm telling you there's deliverance in this house amen and when you get rid of that fear there comes the peace that passes all understanding and that's what we're looking for that's what the world is looking for amen and you can have it right here amen in Jesus name God I release it right now Amen. I speak it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody getting something from God right now. Hallelujah. I said somebody is getting your prayer answered. You're getting your deliverance right now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. This is beautiful, folks. This is beautiful. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Glory, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. Anybody feel like going ahead right now? And let's just give out a shout of praise and a hand clap. Amen. And just receive this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, we're always open. We're always open to anybody. Uh, please, please don't be afraid to come to any elder, including myself, any of our leaders here and say, what about this? What about this holy? Questions. I talked about it last week uh, in my lesson. There's subjects that you don't talk about in some places. We had a Catholic guy that prayed through here, uh, not here, but one of our other buildings. And, and uh, he was asked, he was wanted to go talk to his priest and, and man, they, they, uh, it wasn't, didn't go good. And, uh, you know, the guy said, you get up and get out of my office and don't you ever come back. Those kind of things really exist when you start talking about what's written in the Bible. But I'm just simply telling you, any question, I'm, I'm throwing the doors open here. If, if, now, if you want to just fuss and fight and argue about it, I'm not interested in that. We got too much to do here. But we'll try to answer your, if you're honest and open, if you have a question about the infilling of the Spirit, we'll be happy to talk to you about that. Hallelujah. If you got a question about that, don't, don't go off. Listen, when we talk about baptism, don't go off to some denominational guy who you know don't believe in it. 
That's somebody that's been baptized. That's somebody that has a revelation and is preaching. You can call my hand on it if you want. If you want to talk about repentance and say, I got a question about that. We, we, can, we can talk about that. But the enemy don't want you to do that. He wants you to circle around the edges and go to people like the guy said, you can't be more saved than saved. What that means is that you just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you don't ever have to think about it anymore because God did it all. Your works is proof that you have faith. <laughs> Somebody says, you have faith in God. If you ain't doing nothing, then you ain't got no faith. You can say you got faith all you want. James said, I'll show you my faith, how? By my works. In other words, you just watch what a person does and they don't have to tell you about their faith. You can just say that person has faith. And he said, faith without works being alone is dead. In other words, it's not, it's not faith. So talk to somebody that has the Holy Ghost if you want to find out how to get it. Don't talk to somebody that just believes that just accepting Christ as your personal Savior. Don't go to them. They're going to tell you some watered down, you don't have to worry about it, or either that's the devil. They'll discount it some kind of way. I'm trying my, I'm reaching out the best I can, if you didn't know that, to reach some people who are a little bit leery about this. Well, we can help you out with that. And listen, it doesn't matter what I believe and what I say. It matters what this book says. Let's let it give the answers to us, all right? Just in case, all right? God bless you. So glad you came today. I hope I didn't preach too long to us. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm ready to arise. I'm ready to get up from here. I'm ready to throw off some things. Amen. And reach into this community like never before. So good to have y'all. So good to see you. Amen. All of you. Shake hands. Be friendly. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Neil, it's good to see you again. Great to see you.